0: Yo, John Fitch here, John Fitch knows nothing, and we got another uh, another fantastic show for you. There was a 1FC this weekend, also a UFC, um, there was a KSW also that I did not get to catch live, I saw some highlights, there was a crazy knockout from Mount, from the guys back, uh, put, put in my Instagram story. That was pretty nuts. Um, but, yeah, there's some decent fights to talk about. One one championship is doing some decent things with their cards. Uh, the, mixed, the mixed fights with uh, – they had Muay Thai, kickboxing, and um, MMA event uh, this last Friday, Friday night, whatever. I watched the replay. I think it's free on YouTube now. I think you can find it. you guys still want to go back and watch. But they're a little bit smaller guys. Uh, I didn't know any of the fighters beforehand. Uh, But there are still some decent fights. We'll talk about some of those fights. And of course we had our UFC event. And there was a lot of guys on that card that I did not know either. (laughs) And have not heard of before either. And there's a lot of little guys on that card. And I don't know, it was kind of a whole hum card, what do you guys think? We'll get to it. I mean we'll get to it. The, the decision of the final final fight was kinda of weird too. I don't know about that. Especially I don't hear a lot of I don't hear a lot of crying and whining about that decision the way I hear about the uh the boxing match, you know, with the, uh, Lomo and Haney. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that i a nice cigar. I'm down to my last fireball. So I'm going to drink my last fireball. It's time. It's time for the last fireball, and then we'll get into the uh, 1FC. Hmm. All righty. Save a little bit of that for later. Be responsible. Let's talk about it. One FC. First notable fight I'd like to talk about is one of the girl fights, Muay Thai event. It was a straw wave fight between Natalia, the uh, Carolean Lynx, uh, Dachikova, and Lena Knocker. And this seemed a little bit like a mismatch. I don't know if you guys saw this fight or not. But it seemed like a mismatch to me. I was not a fan. Like from the minute it started, Knocker did not look like she was moving the way an experienced Muay Thai fighter needed to move. And these—I mean—the event was taking place in Lumpinee Stadium. It was not a a nothing um, event, you know. So I don't understand necessarily why. Um, they made this fight, but I don't know. Maybe she sold herself older, older, older on the on the um, the job interview. I'm gonna try to show you this. I didn't get in trouble last time. I showed you guys fight stuff, so I'll show it and see if I get smoked this time. This is this is the ending sequence here. Drops her. She just seemed stiff this whole way, the whole fight. Drops her again. Ref keeps it going. She was just Frankenstein the whole time. I don't know, man. It did not seem that Knocker knew what she was doing in there. Watched it again. She got Knockered out. She got Knockered out. I said it. I'm not above it. She got Knocker out. But yeah, I don't know. From the very from the very jump of the first ring of the bell, I thought that was a fishy fight. It didn't seem a good matchup at all. But they happen. They happen all the time. Hard to regulate every every match, I guess. Like I don't know what is who does one FC use as a as a regulator anyways. We have the, the, the sports commission's here. I guess they do have like an international commission, but Seems I don't know. A little iffy, <laughs> a little iffy. If those are the matchups are making. Uh, next notable fight, I think was the Frizan, uh Chek and Panrit. Panrit Luke Chomaya Sayawari. I butchered that. I'm pretty sure, but Panrit came to fight. Man, Panrit was a dog. He came to fight. He threw down, um, which is crazy because they're hyping the other guy up um, for Zan as like this this killer, this absolute crazy killer in there. And he was very skilled, and um, he was landing very clean. But he was getting pressed hard by Pan Rit was just in his face the whole time, and it wasn't until. Um, the very end, I kind of had Panera possibly win in the fight. It was close, it really was. Um, he got overextended in the end, uh, was reaching and lunging, and got this check hook, which was just precision. It was like a sniper, a sniper blast. I think we can we can watch it here on their uh, Insta. I think they have it here. Let me Look. I don't know why they haven't it. had it up before. I gotta go to the other thing so it doesn't make noise. Where is it at? Where is it at? Yeah, that's the one. Is that the one? Yeah. Pan-rip. <laughs> Fought hard, man. But uh, C-Chick is just he's a killer. He's really tough. Here we go right here with the Check hook you see it. It's fast. let will show some different angles But he was just he was done He was donezo See how he got he got overextended on that reaching right on Right on the chin bang See chick was he was you know He had a look on his face like, oh, man, what did I get myself into? This is a fight. Oh, man. He got cut a little bit. He got hit hard a number of times. And that that one sequence, that one mistake, um, I think it happened also because Panrit had dropped him with a body shot, a really nice body shot. He had to take a knee. She took a little uh, little knee from that body shot. And then I think Panrit got a little bit overhyped. Starts coming out hard, guns blazing, and overextends. Bam. That sea chick just has dynamite in his hands. Because, like, he had just gotten that foot planted and just was able to turn it just enough. Pop. That's really a thing of beauty. I could watch that for a while. Put it on a loop, guys. Because, yeah, I was like, ma'am. They were really hyping this guy, because I haven't seen him fight before. I, I wasn't sure who he was. Um, this was a Muay Thai fight, I think, or is it kickboxing? Uh, which one was it? Yeah, this is Muay Thai. But they do they do Muay Thai in regular gloves, and they do Muay Thai in the MMA gloves, too. So they do the four-ounce gloves. It's bare knuckles. Let's go. Just bare knuckle it up. Give the people what they want. Yep. And again, yeah, guys in the chat. I'll I'll get to the we'll get to the UFC stuff. I'm still admiring this check hook because if you guys you guys go back and watch this fight. Really it is. It's free on uh should be free on YouTube, I think. Like the replay. Because that's what I watched. I didn't watch it live. Um I watched in the morning before uh yeah, I watched it like in the morning before the UFC started. But find this fight, man, it was really good. You'll see what I'm talking about. Paner was putting on heavy pressure. He was close to sealing the deal and winning this fight. You know, um, there were some close rounds, but he had he had a knockdown with the body shot. It was it was really, really tough fight. I think she checked from uh, Turkey. Tough dudes, Turkey. A tough turkey. Oh, we <clears throat> okay. Next, next fight. Uh, <coughs> was the decision this one didn't get to a finish, but I thought it was a great fight. Um, again, this was a little bit of a suspect type of fight for me. Okay, sorry, I gotta say it. Um, it was a great fight, it really was. It was a great fight, but they got to give. Huge amounts of credit to uh, Konar sorjor dong Prejan, right sorjor dong Prejan this guy made it a fight. this guy's 33 years old. let's get a let's get a visual on this guy okay okay, this guy 33 years old, man, Thailand this guy. Uh, he's been fighting a long time <laughs> since he was a kid. He had over when they when they're talking about his fights, he was over 200 fights. He was over 200 fights, easily over 200 fights. Okay, this guy had easily over 200 fights. He's fighting a guy, right, <laughs> okay, who is uh, definitely not that established. Let's check the other guy out. Uh, Right. Okay. This guy's twenty-one. He fought a twenty-one year old. This guy does not have that many fights. He's got two in one FC or one. not one FC, it's one championship now. But um, <clears throat> so you got this Thai guy fighting this really young Dagestani who's who's not had to have many fights, a fraction of the amount of fights as him. Clearly they're trying to they're trying to build up the Dagestani guy to the one audience. Over a, a tough, durable Thai guy that nobody really knows, this guy came out and fought his ass off. I thought he was close to winning. He was really, really, really fought hard, and and this was his first time fighting. He had over two hundred fights, first time fighting in the Lumpinee Stadium, so that's like that's like the Holy Grail for for fighting Muay Thai in Thailand, fighting in Lumpin, Lumpinee Stadium, and he never had that a chance until now at thirty three. One championship comes to town. It's like, hey, we're going to put on a show in Lumpine Stadium. Would you like to fight some, some young killer and get your chance to fight in Lumpine Stadium finally? He took it. He took it. We almost had, almost had a – well, I guess that Rocky did lose the first fight. I guess it was kind of a Rocky moment. You know? So this guy had, like, probably double the losses this guy ever had in fights. You know, the guy had like 17 fights, 10, 17 fights. with some like that. I don't know. This guy had like 50, 57, 70 losses, some shit. Like, man, this guy's just been fighting for a long time. I really hope they take care of that guy. All right. Take care of you guys who, who fight hard and bring fights like that. Go our... He lost the unanimous decision, but that was a good fight. It was a fun fight to watch. Um, There are, yeah, there are uh, some highlights. Let's watch some highlights. Okay, back to the one uh, Insta. These guys were throwing hard. It's a 21 year old versus. A uh, 33-year-old, big kicks to the head, big elbows. They threw hard. They threw hard the whole fight. Spinny shit is great. It was good. This is a fun fight. Even though this is one of the fights that went to decision that night, pretty much every other fight I'm going to cover was a A finish. But this was it was fun. It was fun. The up and comer and the the grizzled gritty tie. It's awesome. Watch it, guys. Watch that. Watch that fight. <laughs> Give some props to Gonar. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? <sighs> uh Katow. Ciao! Pat Smunk, uh TKO, round three. I don't know if his thing, yeah. I can't find out that one. But he had a nice little uh, TKO. Um, who else do we have? Yeah. RiddleDead, Sor, Samal, and uh, Jalil, Green Lotus, Barnes. This was a great fight. This was a good fight. Um, Sore Samal got the got the knockout 20 seconds, into round three but Barnes Barnes was in that fight they were fighting hard it looked uh, a, a good contested bout between the two but end of the day um, knockout went to uh, went to the tie so if we get it wrong rid of it rid of it Okay, let's check out. Let's see, we got some highlights from that one, too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Bridget and Barnes. Yeah, he got him also kind of with a check hook, kind of with an uppercut and then another left hook. And this was a fight that Barnes was pretty, pretty, I thought he was winning. I thought he was winning. I thought he was pretty well ahead. I thought he was taking it to the fight, um, taking it to him. It wasn't a dominant. If I didn't dominate him, it was a good, good, contested bout. But that was just vicious. When he found his mark, he put an end to things. Nice, one more. Bam! You see right there. A quick check. Whack! I wish they would have a little bit more of that exchange, because there was an uppercut that sank through first before that check hook. And I think the uh, the uppercut that caught him lifted his head, and that's what started the downfall. I think that's what started the way out on that one. But, yep, it's a nice, nice little technique, that little check hook. Bam. And he found the mark. Check, man. Barnes has his hand up. Those little gloves. If that was um, Muay Thai with the big gloves, he might have been safe from that. Because that bigger that bigger surface that might the glove might not have gotten through, the him might not have gotten through. But that punch, it slipped right underneath. (laughs) Just missed it. Well placed punch. Bam. Good night. Hamza Mir. What's up? Saying Saudi's sign Usek and Fury is close to Saudi's. What does he mean? So Saudi Saudis are gonna sign they're signing the Usek and Fury fight, so that's gonna happen in Saudi Arabia. Wow, okay. Man. Interesting, interesting to see what happens. I bet I bet they'd pay a lot of money to see Naganu fight somebody over there. You think? Uh, the last, the last two fights that card. Quite honestly, I didn't get much from. <laughs> they were those guys were good. They weren't, they were, you know, they're good tough fighters. But I'd never really heard of these guys. They're they're bantamweight catchweight, very little guys. I didn't have much interest in in the fights, and they weren't that outstanding, quite honestly. So we're gonna move on, <laughs> okay? Because I'm not gonna force you to hear about fights that I didn't think were that great. Not that they were bad. It's just you deserve greatness, guys. So I'm going to provide it to you. I will provide great recaps of greatness. This greatness stack on top of greatness, guys. That's the only way to do it. It's the only way we do it here. That was the uh, one FC. Not one FC. One championship. It's not FC. <laughs> So I'm getting that part wrong still. (laughs) That'll be nice. That'll be nice. I like Rotang. He's fun to watch. is saying Rotang is moving up to 145, and he's fighting Takaru next month. Fun. Rotang, he's awesome. Oh okay. Let's get to what's next. Yeah, well, that's the one. That's the one. Did you guys enjoy the one? What do you think of the one? You feeling the one? One is the loneliest number that you've ever known. Is it though? Is it? Uh so yeah, no comments, no comments for my peeps in the uh any section huh Uh, I mean the word compete what do you mean can they make money yes but there's always the same problem Um, I don't know if they will ever be able to uh, I don't know how much of their business is legal (laughs) so I don't know how much they're going to be able to grow I don't mind what they're doing but, but it's still, man, when, when, when the promoters control the title, that is a problem. It's a problem, guys, no matter how you look at it. I'm never going to agree to that, that, that situation because it is something that exists that gets in the way of free competition. You no longer have free competition among the athletes. You no longer have free competition among the promoters. You no longer have free competition among the press, the, 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 the regulators. Everybody is in pecking order and behind the one dominant force because one one belt is going to you know the Pareto principle one belt is going to be the best so you need to make it possible for people who are signed with different promotions to compete for different belts you have to you have to have independent titles independent ranking it's the only way it's the only way to have a real sport otherwise it's just exhibitions you're just doing pro wrestling matches with undetermined outcomes that's it and I don't I don't think that's I think it's disrespectful to the athletes. <laughs> really do. And it's just not American. It's not American to not let other people to compete. You know, no, we own the, the best title and no one else can compete for it because we don't want to lose value. Screw the athletes. <clears throat> so, no matter what these companies do, it's just a band-aid on a jugular wound until you Take the titles away and the rankings away from the promoters. Hands down, that's what has to happen. Ooh, ah, little fireball, get you going. Uh, I don't know. I is saying Dana and Disney are scared of one and PFL right now. I don't know. I I've always had a, a a sneaky suspicion that PFL is somehow financed by the UFC. That they're working together on some level somehow. I just have a I just have a weird feeling. Investors are sometimes, and when I say that, sometimes guys you don't understand. Sometimes it can just be. Um, what do you call it? Like, they're just buddy buddy capitalism, right? Crony capitalism. It's just, it's not even that they're business partners. But this guy's good friend became an investor so that they could work together side by side with their companies. Like, they do that. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I'm just saying, man, I think it, it happens more than you want to believe. <laughs> right? It's about classes, not about Right. Um. Okay. UFC guys, the UFC. This was um, not a lot of big names on this on this card, but there were some decent fights. Um, starting off Philip Linz and Max Grishin. that was really hyped up when this fight was kind of talked about because uh they need new blood at two o five These guys are big, capable, but this fight was just meh leans uh just didn't open up didn't open up, could have done a lot more. I feel like. Uh, Grishin could have done a lot more. There's a lot of being pinned in the fence, not enough defensive movement, either side. So the fight kind of went, went, went. Really. Still, you know, it's a good, you know, another win picked up for Linz at light heavyweight. So we'll see who that opens him up for next. I'm going to check. I might see that. But you have uh, OSP, he beat. He beat uh, Pratchnio. Prachin- Prachnio. That was a, a heavyweight, yep. And then, all right. Yeah, he didn't fight 2021, but used was trying to fight heavyweight. He lost to Bozer and heavyweight. He lost to Arvlosky heavyweight, yeah. So a little undersized of heavyweight. Gets down to uh, 205. Puts three together, but he uh, didn't look great. He didn't look great. He didn't look bad, but he didn't look great. He looked a lot better against OSP with the knockout. So just to say, and then uh, Muhammad Neymov with the brutal. Absolutely brutal knockout of Malarkey. He starched him good. Uh, it was kind of a back-and-forth fight. I didn't really see anybody dominating up until the knockout. But when the knockout landed, it was just ouch. Um, Castaneda, the win over Gufarab, And then Arvulaski and Dontel Mays, I. I'm always rooting for the old guy, always rooting for Velosky, always love to see a fight, second most fights in the UFC. He's done great with changing up his fighting style. He's one of the best guys out there who has been fighting for a long time, who learned he he had to change his fighting style up a little bit. He had to. He couldn't keep sitting in the pocket and trading as much as he wanted. He had to get into his grappling a little bit more. He had to move his head more, and he had to make the guys miss a lot more. And he started doing it. And he, was, and he was picking up some wins, and he's still still in there and he's still in these fights. But every once in a while, every once in a while, he still gets touched. And that's what happened with uh, Dontel Mays. Dontel Mays is a giant. This guy's humongous. Absolutely big guy. Big, long reach. Big and tall. Uh, hits hard. I wouldn't say he's a super athlete, super fast. Lost the uh a fight to Sakai. What is this? Draw overturn. What does that mean? <laughs> uh some KOs. Just done looking over his uh history. But yeah, so he's he's a big guy, he's a giant and it's always fun to see giants out there, but at the same time, he's—I don't see him sticking out, other than other than him being big, other than his size. I don't see anything sticking out about him. You know, his speed wasn't there. He wasn't—he um, didn't play like, crazy good strategy. He just kind of like waited for his opportunity, landed one big punch, and that was it. Um, he's a monster. It would be nice to see him develop some high-level skills somewhere, and really put a beating on people. I don't know man when you're that big you just need to get good at like one or two things (laughs) like really good at one or two things. Have an awesome jab and like (laughs) an awesome like clinch move and an awesome (laughs) submission or something and you're going to like destroy most people just because you're so huge. They can't handle that size for multiple rounds. It's wild man. Mir, with stats. Arvelaski has been fighting from 1998 to 2023. That is impressive. Impressive. Yeah, chin isn't the chin isn't the same. Mir saying the chin isn't the same and speed too. Speed has gone down a little bit. Still got some power, but if he gets touched, ouch, sucks. Anakin saying Arlovsky should retire. In my opinion, I don't want to keep seeing him get knocked out or submitted. Yeah, I don't like seeing either. But the dude's making what two fifty to five hundred per fight. (laughs) Do that twice a year. Like even I mean he probably didn't have to train that much. Probably didn't spar anymore. Just like does cardio, lifts, stays in shape, stays strong, hits the bag a lot, does a little bit of grappling. Drilling, you know, even. Not even, like, hard. Screw it. Just go fight. Why not? See what happens. Roll the dice. But, yeah, I I don't know. I I understand. Yeah, I I don't want to see him get brain scrambled. You know, that wouldn't be good. I I think he should do another movie. I really like that Universal Soldier he was in. I thought that was awesome. I thought he did a great job. I didn't even know he was in that thing, but, yeah. So, yeah, Arvulaski dropped it. He dropped it. Still, we got to love Arvulaski. He's given us a lot of amazing fights. Uh, Santos, the win over Munoz. Then we had the main card. In the main card, there were a couple uh, interesting fights. Um, Habib's cousin, Abubakar, and Nagamadov dropped the decision uh, to Dos Santos. Elizu zaleski DeSantos. And it was a close fight. I don't know what it is. Abubakar, uh, he's really good. He's he's got uh, pretty heavy hands, he's got a good chin, he's strong, he can grapple, he can wrestle, uh, he can ground a pound. But he like he hesitates. You know, there's a couple times in that fight where he locked the body lock, he grabbed the double and locked the hands, so he grabbed certain positions, and instead of just exploding to finish. And going speed to finish from that moment, he hung out. He just kind of, kind of waited, like he was hoping, like for the easy path to make the finish rather than just going, just pulling trigger and going. I hope he figures that out soon because he's good, man. He's good. Silva, the submission over Souza. Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott is a character. <laughs> uh, he gets the decision win over. Alta Marino, um, he needs to really work on his entries. He really needs to figure out on how to fit in, because he is mostly a grappler. He wants to get in and grapple, but his takedowns, his takedowns are not good. His takedowns need a lot of work. Like bridging that gap from standing and striking to getting into the clinch or getting to the hips, it's a huge, it's a huge gap that should not be there. It is, I'm here, you can reach out. I can do some coaching, <laughs> some online stuff. They're saying some videos. Um, and then this this is the fight of the night. This is the fight of the night, hands down for me anyways. I don't know what they judged or what they said, but Jim Miller, Jim Miller, the uh, current number one most fights in the UFC. In the history of the OC, pretty impressive. Um, <clears throat> it's wild, man. 36, 17, and 0. It's a lot of fights, man. It's a lot of fights. And he came out and just smushed Jesse Butler. He landed uh, <laughs> vicious with a vicious right hand and finished up with the, with the left hook on the ground. When he's sitting there. It was nasty. It was nasty. Jim Miller looked great. Um, his hair, Chef's Kiss. Magnificent It was great. The mullet. The mullet. It was a beautiful choice of hair style. And uh, the finish, outstanding. He looked great. 23 seconds, round one. Amazing Jim Miller, man. It's wild. Uh, Alex Caceres back in the win slot. He looked pretty good um, with a decision win over Panita. And then the last fight of the night. You guys might be a little bit fired up about this. We want to talk about this. We can talk about this, right? But the Kara Kara France versus Amir Albazi. I have no idea. I have no idea what fight the refs were watching. I have no idea. My girlfriend was sitting and watching the fight with me too, but she wasn't really paying attention. And because she wasn't really paying attention, she kind of thought the other guy was winning. Because he was grunting harder, maybe. But I was like, no, there's no way. So I I second-guessed myself a little bit. I was like, okay, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But then, no, the second I checked online, everybody. I couldn't see anybody. I was like, no, that was a good decision. Everybody was freaking out. But you know what? It was still a fraction. It was still a tiny little sliver of complaints compared to everybody's bitching and moaning about Haney and uh, Romachenko. Boxing is dead, guys. Boxing is dead. That's wild. Yeah, because I didn't. I don't know. I did not see that. Uh, I saw Kyle Franz coming uh, with a lot of clean strikes. He was landing a lot more. He was throwing a lot more. He was moving back and uh, circling a lot more. I felt like he was landing more leg kicks, more kicks to the body, just more work overall. He wasn't landing huge, big, powerful shots, but he was landing. Uh, Amir Al He was only throwing big power shots, but I didn't see him landing clean. I saw him chasing and missing a lot. I did not. I did not view that as anywhere near reality that he won the fight. I just I could not. I could not fathom where they got that where they got the scores from and how they could have picked him winning the fight. I I legitimately had it. A four-one, four rounds to one, for Kyle France. So I, I I was I was baffled. You know, thinking back at it, I was like, okay, well maybe there was a round that might have been closer, and it could have been three-two, but I still had three solid, at least three solid rounds, for Kyle France. Am I, am I off my rockers? Am I? I don't. I don't think so. I really don't. Okay. Okay. Sailboy says, "Yeah, I thought Kai won too." Anakin is saying, "Kai for sure won. Got at least two in the chant." All right. Hamza Mir is saying, "Why well, watch the UFC? UFC always has the worst judges." They have the worst everything, it seems like. Amir Moreno would be nice in October, says Anakin. I don't I don't know, man. I'm, like, I'm so over Moreno after the me watch him fight for a weirdo for ninth time. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. I'm not I'm not all about I like I want I want bigger fights. I want the bigger fights. I'm I'm not as Interested in the fun size fights? Yes, there are some great fun size fights, and I, I would rather watch the worst fight in history. I'd rather watch that than nine than, than any other sport. Not not well, I was going to say nine hours. No, any other sport. I'd still rather watch the worst fight ever than the most exciting basketball game, most exciting football game. Nope, I'd rather watch the fight. But I will complain my ass off <laughs> about how shitty a lot of these fights are and how. I, I'd prefer to watch something else, but I'm still preferring I still prefer the fight. I still prefer the fight. I'm still gonna watch the ninety-five pound guy with pink hair fight. I still am. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain about it. I'm gonna complain that they couldn't find some heavyweights. But <laughs> I'm still gonna watch. I don't, I don't think you are wrong that there are a lot of uh, incentives for people to be making money illegally or at least unscrupulously. JJG is saying DraftKings, Dana, and NSAC rig 75% of these scorecards. And you're not even getting into the, uh, the local bookies either. You know, the local bookies are placing plenty of bets on things too. I'm I'm and guys <laughs> seriously these guys spend a shitload of time now training at the UFC Performance Institute, UFC PI, right? So now the UFC has direct access to all these numbers for their these fighters. They have they have uh their VO2 max, their their uh their vertical max. Right? How far they can flex? How many pull-ups they can do? Like how fast they are? The stress tests, What other kinds of shit do they have these people going through? Psychological examinations. And then now they're giving all this shit over to the UFC. The people who matchmake them. The people who matchmake. Them. <laughs> the people who give them ranks. The people who decide who they fight next and whether or not they get to ascend to titles or not. They're giving all this information over for free. Sounds like a trap. Sounds like a trap, guys. Sounds like a trap. Seriously. Because there, there's no rule, there's no law, there's nothing that says that the UFC employees themselves or the UFC brass can't gamble on the fights. So the person who has access to the UFC PI numbers and match makes the fights also can bet on the fights he puts together. Are there are there any laws or rules against commission? Can the commission? Are any of the commissioners allowed to gamble? Have they looked in to make sure, like how do they how do they make sure that these guys never open up an online account, somewhere, and use use somebody else, to place the bets? Wasn't that wasn't that one of the things that the uh, What's his name got kicked out for? People were giving him money, he was making new accounts and placing bets for other people. Like, how do you know like that James Krause wasn't placing bets for uh, judges? There you go. JJG saying James Paul will James Krause will take the fall. Yeah, he'll be the scapegoat, they'll find somebody. They'll figure out a way to keep doing it without getting in trouble themselves pay off the right guys, it'll be all right for the UFC to do it, but no one else can do it. Yeah, man. Sturdy world, guys. Sturdy out there. Sturdy. All right. How's the fights? There's a KSW, too. do you guys see the KSW? Kale, I think, won. Mercall, and... Uh, Yeah, those heavyweights, man. That knockout from the guy's back, it was was wild. (sighs) Extra wild. Let's see. What's the uh, the next fight? What's the next fight? UFC 289. 289. Early prelims start at 4 p.m. Who we got? Who we got on the. on the card here, huh? Looks like a lot of cancellations. I do not recognize anybody except for Chris Curtis on the prelims. He's fighting Imavov. Nasord, Nasordine Imavov. I don't know if I've seen him fight before. Nasordine. Okay, he's been fighting for a little bit since 2020. He lost to Strickland. Okay. (laughs) Win over Buckley. Win over Shabazian. Win over Hanish. Lost to Phil Hawes. So he's kind of up and down. Win over Jordan Williams. Win some, lose some. He needs to string some more together. He's going to have to Get this uh, win over Curtis. If he's gonna keep moving his career forward, that's kind of yeah. There's not many, not many people in the prelims or the early prelims. Not really anybody. We'll see if there's some magic moments there or not. Dan Ige versus Landwehr. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun one. Malat versus Fugit. Could be, could be fun. And then uh, Charles Olives, Charlie Olives and Derouche. And this, quite honestly, is the biggest fight on this card, hands down. And I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard any promotion about it at all. No, but why are they not talking about Charlie Olives fighting? Why are they not hyping him up and getting him ready for a possible another title run? Right? He wins this fight. He's right back in the mix, wouldn't he be? I haven't heard anybody talking about that. Is that because he's fighting Dariush? He's fighting Deryush and they think he could lose? And they'd rather just... Shh. Let's not talk about this fight in case Dariush wins. That way, no one will notice. Is that what's happening? Yeah, and I can... Anakin saying, I really hope Dariush beats Charles. I would love to see Dariush versus Islam. It would be a close fight. I'm all I'm all up for New Blood at 155. Dariush fights hard. He's fun to watch, highly skilled, doesn't play the bullshit IG game. So, yeah, I kind of would like to see him win. But uh, Charlie Olivis doesn't really do that shit either. <laughs> he, You know, he doesn't really get much love. He's not getting pushed on this fight. I don't know. Two guys I like. There's two guys I like. <clears throat> I get I get irritated when I feel like they're disrespecting the guys I like. The disrespect, man. Un- unbelievable. So I don't know, man. What do you guys think? Charlie Olives versus Dariush. Who's got better striking? I think Dariush has a lot of pressure. He can use a lot of pressure to help him win that fight. Uh, but Charlie's got, he's got, you know, the skills from his back. If he gets taken down, he can transition. He keeps fighting. He's scrappy. He's gonna be in uh, Darius's face, he's going to be there the whole fight until something happens. I, I could i could see Darius landing a, a solid punch and uh, putting Charles on his skates and, and winning the fight. I could see that happening. But at the same time, I could also see Oliveira landing a, a funky head kick and then working his way to a guillotine and finishing somewhere, you know? There's so many possibilities with this fight. I think it's a great fight. Um, kind of looking forward to it. But it's not getting any hype. It's not getting any hype. It's not getting the talk up. The only thing I heard in any of the buildup for this fight was about Amanda Nunes and Irene Aldana. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> but I, I'm not as interested. I am way more interested... And Charles Oliveira and Dariush fighting. So much more. Manil Dariush, I'm so much more excited about that fight and so more interested in watching that fight. Please talk about that fight more. Please push that fight more. Why do you keep pushing things on me that I'm not interested in? I don't understand. Uh, it's not a bad uh it's not a bad thing to think. Anakin is saying that he says, uh, I like Charles Reign as champion, but I just don't want to see him lose to Islam Bien. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't I don't see uh I don't see uh, Olivero beating him. So new blood. Let's get Derush in there and see uh, if a new contender can can put the heat the champ. Probably not. Probably not. I'm sorry to say guys. Probably not. Probably not. Islam. Islam is a monster. Um, let me check. Let me check. I think he did. Chris Dachus, yeah, he was supposed to fight round tree. That fight did get pulled. Anakin was asking here. Chris Dockis also got pulled out of the fight. Two question mark looks like it. That would have been good. Round tree and docus that would have been good. Uh, Schnell and Dvorak is gone. Almeida and Do- Dawoodu pulled. So, yeah, I don't know. There's so many fights. I think we're going to get four straight weeks of UFCs. I think that's the thing. We should have a bare knuckles coming up this next week, pretty sure. And then there's a, there's a Bellator coming up. I don't know if it's the 9th or a little bit further, 16th, something like that. Well, it's coming, man. It's coming. It's coming. What's up? What else is up with you guys? Anything else with you guys? Man, okay, so Kyle Wells asking this question. It's a good question. It says, do upper echelon male fighters try to avoid being placed on cards headlined by women? Would low viewership buys affect their pay, or is it just for champions? It is. I mean, it is. Like, It's going to matter if you're, um, if you're on the pay-per-view. If you're getting pay-per-view points, it's going to matter who else is on the card. And if you're placed on the card uh, with somebody who doesn't get good viewership, it, you might not like it right like you if you're getting pay-per-view points you want to be put on a card where John Jones is on it or Naganu's is on it or uh, 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 The Irish bloke is on it, okay, right? because it's gonna get a lot of views So you'll, you're gonna make more money um, But it depends because there is Propaganda is powerful marketing is powerful and if you're spending a crap load of money on pushing somebody, it's going to get a lot of people to at least look at it a little bit, you know? But I could see a lot of situations. They're going to probably try to negotiate. You know, it's not going to be a direct, I don't want to be on this person's card or whatever. They're not going to do that but they're going to try to position themselves on the most popular cards. You know, if they can get on a card with a lot more um, viewership to it. And then this is a thing like, you know, back when we had our own sponsors, it mattered. You know, if you could, if you had a choice, if they gave you a choice of two dates and you're like, Hey, you want to fight on this, um, you know, Chuck Liddell card. or you want to fight on this other card with somebody who's not as popular? You're like, I'm fighting. I'm fighting on the Chuck pay-per-view. Everybody's going to watch that. You're gonna, you're going to promote the hell out of it. If I can get on the main card you know, of a Chuck Liddell fight and I'm the main four or five fights, my, my sponsors are going to get seen because a lot of people are going to tune into those things. And you can even use past, or you used to be able to use past pay-per-view numbers as incentive. Be like, hey, man, last time Chuck fought, this many people watched the fight. Like, this is looking to be a big fight, too this many people going to see your brand because we're fighting on that cart. Oh, wow. Okay. And then um, you have more leverage because you're going to have more eyeballs. They're going to get more for their dollar in that scenario. But they kind of got killed when they took the sponsors away. Uh, anybody can get out of tech. Anybody can get out of California. Good for them. Sale boy saying, what do you think about Josh Thompson moving to Texas? Do you think financially it makes sense? Too many taxes in Cali. Too many taxes, so much bullshit. You got homeless people stealing from your neighbors daily. You have people breaking into cars daily. Drugs, drunks, homeless people everywhere. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's really gross out here. You can't live. It's getting bad. And um, they tell you, it's like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. It's just way modern – those are just part of modern society. And they have no solutions. And they're not trying to fix anything. So, like, yeah, get the hell out of get out the hell out of California if you can. Move away. That's my advice for anybody. Anybody who can move to land and become self sufficient, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to be spending the next twenty years doing. Things things are going to get really bad, really ugly, really fast. Okay, really bad. Which I don't uh, I don't watch football anymore. I don't really care. I just, I'm not into it. I'd rather watch a bad fight than any football game. <laughs> We're about ready to wrap it up. I don't know. I I found some other stuff to creep you guys out with. I don't know if you want to see it. It was like some news stuff. right? It's about the boycotts are kind of showing people. Because if you notice, there's a lot of the wokeness going on. On advertising or and, our, and our advertising products and shit like that, right? And Gillette and and uh, Budweiser and Bud Light and whatever Miller Lite, all that crap. And you're like, why does this keep happening? Because like people boycott their stuff, people like target their boycott. They're losing tons of money, but they they still do it. They do it willingly, knowing they're gonna lose a ton of money. Well, I just found out there's a new thing that these companies are are taking part in. It's like 800 of these companies. And um, what is it? Okay. It's the uh, Corporate Equality Index Score. Okay. This is overseen by the Human Rights Campaign, and it's the nation's largest LGBT advocacy group. Okay. So you start off with 100 points, and that's the best place to work for lgbtq equality and then uh, there's more than 800 businesses that are met all the criteria to do that but if you get dinked by this group this human rights campaign group you lose points on that cei and right now these companies are putting more credence and more value into their cei score than they are profiting So now there's lawsuits being filed. So now there's lawsuits being filed um, against these companies because these companies have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in the best interest of their investors to make them money. So if they're purposely tanking the price of stock because they want to get a better social credit, because that's basically what that is, that CEI is, is, it's a social credit score. It's a corporate social credit score. Are you a good company? Are you a moral company? Are you a virtuous company? some communist shit guys like that. That's what they're pushing for. That's what's happening. Now they're, they're testing it with the companies. Now that's why your favorite, your favorite brand is turning on you and they don't care that they, they lose your business because that, that CEI score is way more important to them. It's wild, man. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah, and again, I did see that. Mark Coleman doing a celebrity boxing match. Good for Mark. Mark was dealing with some uh, depression, alcohol issues, substance abuse issues. So him taking part in something where he's training and being physical and taking his health seriously and going out and competing, awesome. Great for you, Mark. And I think Shale someone's kind of a piece of shit, kind of a piece of shit for um, – Taking a shit on Mark Coleman. He's been taking a shit on him. He said he's neither a celebrity nor is he a boxer. Fuck you, (laughs) Shale. Seriously. Talk about like one of the godfathers of wrestling in our sport. He deserves nothing but respect. Yeah, maybe he's he's done some things you wouldn't have done, hasn't taken the career paths you would have taken. I don't give a shit. That's Mark Coleman. Bitch. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) Seriously, shut your mouth about Mark Goldman. He's my celebrity. He's my first Jiu Jitsu coach. <sighs> Got nothing but love for Tom. <coughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> for uh <coughs> Mark. I say <saying> Tom Harrison. <laughs> Tom. Nothing but love for Mark Goldman. So for I don't know, I thought it was kinda of bullshit. I thought it was a lot of bullshit. Gio Sonnen was attacking him. For what? For cleaning his life up? For taking himself more seriously? Getting himself in shape? <laughs> being being there more for his family? What a what a loser. What a total loser. Fucking shell. Fucking sell out. Fucking sell out. Turn your back on fighters completely. Must have sand in his vagina. Anakin saying, Shell recently has complained about everything, so I'm not surprised. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you. It's good talking to you. It's great to have your comments. Thanks for the super chat. Make sure, oh, sorry, the microphone. Make sure you guys are uh, tuning in to the the Learn to Fights. I'm uh, doing two of them a week now, so I'm hoping to drop one on Wednesday. I'll drop it on, uh, I guess I'll drop it on YouTube and the uh, good old Rockfin same day. And then I'll keep the other schedule Friday for Rockfin with the other one and Monday morning YouTube. Doing, doing two of those a week. Um, probably going to start doing one of them a little bit more technical, breaking down uh, some of the beatings I'm giving my student in, in the garage and tell you guys about what I'm doing to them and why this stuff is working. All right. <sighs> Hope you guys have a good week. All right. Have a good week. I'll check you guys later.